do y'all want? And it's literally just to not see fat people. It's like, wow, y'all are unfucking hinged. Welcome to Coming Out Evil. I'm Harley Honey. And I'm Mick Sedusa. Join our descent into villainy. Hello, evildoers. Hello, it's time for another episode. Thought <laughs> <laughs> you making theme music when we have theme music. <laughs> Alrighty, welcome back to Coming Out Evil. Yeah. Do you want to tell them what we're doing today? Yeah, today we are rounding out our Sorry That Happened to You series. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we're going to do our final Sorry That Happened to You episode, Tales of Fat Phobia. Three stories that bitch are truly. Truly. And we still had other intersections we could choose from, but I think we just went with these three. Yeah, (laughs) there were options. Uh Choices. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to be going through school, work, medical, interpersonal, and talking about all the fat phobia in our lives, which is going to be a journey. Yeah, definitely. I have my emotional support pretzels ready in the freezer. (laughs) I also have a snack ready for afterwards. It's leftover Chinese food. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think maybe let's just get started. Yes, let's do it. Remember to check out our links. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I can kick us off. Woo! Okay, so school. So I don't know if everybody did this in PE, but... A test that's literally a pass-fail test where you have to run a mile under a certain time limit. Oh, a pass-fail. Like, having that actually be graded is wild. Yeah. So, boys had 10 minutes. Right, so this is going to be binary as fuck. But boys had 10 minutes, and girls had 13 minutes. What? Yeah. Firstly, (laughs) seems like it sucks to be a boy in that moment. Right. The way I'd be like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And Lord, I was, because I was the last one to finish. 12 and a half minutes <laughs> and i had to practice for that like but i definitely felt judgment for it i don't even know if i could recall a comment but there are definitely mm-hmm. books there's definitely like the vibe yes like I'm like, like they were expecting okay. it from you yeah and especially as like the girl who only does laps in pe like i think there's just a lot of things like between yeah. the disabled and the fat phobia that was just not cute after that very public very tiring exam <laughs> Yeah, having people be tested in public like that is wild. I feel the same way about when teachers have kids work problems out on the board in front of everyone. It's like, why are you torturing a child? Literally. (laughs) I also remember it was so cold. I had to wear a scarf around my mouth because it was an asthma trigger. What? Yeah. Wait, they didn't give you any kind of like special accommodations or increased time limit for that you had asthma? No. Oh. I feel like that definitely should have impacted that. Huh, maybe I should have been under ableism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I went to a terrible school. <laughs> Just like, yes, I want this child with asthma to run a mile in 13 minutes. And if they don't, I'm going to fail them. <laughs> like, what? Like, villainy. Like, <laughs> literally. I dead ass think it was like November, December. Like, it was cold. Dang. Yeah. But, you know. 
Well, <laughs> speaking of Jim. <laughs> oh, we know we make a comeback. <laughs> yeah. So I did sports in school and I was also fat as a kid, like at various points. And for some of these sports, it necessitated a weigh-in regularly. Mm-hmm. So these weigh-ins were always really stressful because my coach didn't like how much my weight fluctuated, so I couldn't stay in the same categories, like from week to week mm-hmm. or from match to match. So it was just really annoying how pissed off he'd be if I gained or lost weight. Right. It really created a very temperamental relationship with weight when I was already clearly having issues. It literally just made it worse. I'm saying, if you have yeah. a child whose weight is fluctuating that much and you were getting pissed off yeah. at being, it's like you don't even want to examine what happening there like literally like you're not concerned about the fact that my weight class is changing every tournament that's not normal yeah also what did he expect you to do be like you need to cut like every calorie and like run or rest accordingly like yes that's that's exactly what he expected out of everyone i bet there are so many like athletes listening to this right now being like yes obviously that's what (laughs) obviously that's what a coach would want is for you to obsessively be counting your calories and tracking your macros and making sure that you're getting in enough protein. Protein! <laughs> but yeah, no, that's real. Like, I feel like sports bros and sports coaches are a stereotype that is really earnest and really based in reality. My God. Yeah. Hug your fathers. Do something. Touch grass. <laughs> and fathers, hug your children. Yeah. Go tell your son you love him. And don't use a baseball analogy to do it, so help me fucking God. Yes, use the words <laughs> I love and you in the sentence, please. Thank you. That's your homework. Oh my God. I wonder if any fathers will really go do that right now. And it'll right be because now. we told them to. Pause this. Go do that right now. And then you can go look at our titties as a reward or something. Yeah. Like, whatever you need to do to motivate yourself to not fuck up your relationship relationship with your son. <laughs> just something. We just created this hypothetical viewer with a hard fraught relationship with his son. I so wish we had a TV show and we could just have a cut scene of somebody pausing this and going and doing that. <laughs> like, that would be great. <laughs> well, everybody say it with me. I'm so sorry that happened. <laughs> okay. Another school one, which I think I'm definitely not alone in this one. I know people have experiences with this. But I would constantly get dress coded for appropriate attire because it looked curvier or bustier on me. Oh, yeah. I've been had an ass. I've been had titties. So it's just like, I could not win. I think that it's wild because if you want to treat just every kid the same, is it really that difficult to just go based off of the objective facts of what they're wearing? I don't like the idea of a dress code in the first place, but to hold kids to different standards, like that doesn't feel wrong to you. Right. It's unhinged. The fact that even nowadays they will just flat out tell kids. It's just unreal to me and it's just, but like I literally remember like, and I was like, it reaches my middle finger tips, mm-hmm. like the dress code says, and they're like, no. Admittedly, you do have short arms. Well, <laughs> whose fault is that if they wrote the dress code like that? It is pretty ridiculous that it's based off of that because of factors like that that can change from person to person. Let's put this back under ableism too, because my yeah. arms are probably short because of ableism and this so that got me in trouble. Two. Yeah, what the hell? Why the, why'd you write the dress code like that? <laughs> If you're gonna get mad at me, what? Literally. So I got short arms and a fat ass, so it got me in trouble a lot. But <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Not cute. Also, it's like, what makes you look at a child and be like, no, they're too sexual? Like, 
being a weirdo is what makes you think that. Yeah, I'm just like, eh. And they want to be like, oh, we're worried about the boys. I'm like, but you clearly had a thought. Like, Yeah, also, if you're worried about the boys, go talk to the boys. I'm fucking saying. Anyway. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in school, this is less of a systemic thing, like, based in the school, but more so that the kids in the school were also a problem. So not only was just administration horrible, but also it's like fat phobia on a peer-to-peer level hit me so much harder when I was in school because like I wanted to be seen as attractive to my peers. It was one thing for my coach to be like, your weight's going up and down, blah, 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 and being mad at me. Like I could kind of let that roll off my back because like, whatever that's just coach he's belligerent but having kids be fat phobic to me was like oh there's like something wrong with me and so that was really difficult and i got the comment a lot because of my proportions a lot of you might be here from seeing my porn so you know that i'm like apple shaped so i used to get a lot of comments from boys and like honestly just all genders to be honest that i was out of proportion and uh, i would hear people talk about me and one time I told this girl that I had a crush on a guy and she went and talked to him for me and came back and told me that he thought that my tits were way too big in comparison to my ass. And so I just kind of did not recover from that. Honestly, I kind of wonder if that incident is what made me start considering myself lesbian for a hot second because I definitely was like, you know, maybe this isn't for me, actually. So I decided to be in love with my best friend instead. And that was a whole different issue. <laughs> right. I would be like, per, but I was like, oh. Yeah. Being a lesbian in high school in love with your best friend is Yeah, so it's child. not it. <laughs> but I never dated a boy in high school. I never had a boyfriend in high school because boys were not interested in me like that. Oh my god. That's yeah. what I was just processing. I was like, wait, like, yeah, like, remember you telling me about, like, your timeline, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, a boy, but high school. And then you explained further. I was like, ah! Like, yeah. That's just insane. There's just so many layers to this. My god, like... One, I just, I love your body so much, I can't imagine somebody being hateful towards it. But I know it happens. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm just like, I know I've got the love goggles on, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's also like, the fact that men are so, like, build a bitch mindset, and it's like, you've probably got balls that smell like vinegar is insane to me. Literally, especially at that time, I know you smell disgusting. Right. You still ain't know what deodorant brands there are. Like, yeah. <laughs> Somebody would ask you, oh, what do you use? Uh, like, it's just, you don't even know. That's how dirty you are. Like, just ill. Yeah, ill. So <laughs> it's just like, I, what? The standards are crazy. And it's not even like, oh, I don't like the way they dress or I don't. It's literally the way you came out the womb. And it's yeah. just like, and not only is it my favorite body ever, but it's also they're just stupid. Like, I just, <laughs> I just feel like I'm short circuiting because that's so bonkers that kind of entitlement to comment on people's bodies like that at that age is like yeah Ooh. and kids can be cool they really can 13 year olds are the meanest people on the planet yeah <laughs> that might actually be it for my school i have another school thing okay go for it yeah so those chairs that were connected to the desks mm-hmm. those chairs that were connected to the desks Mm-mm. they were not big enough they were never big enough I am fat today, and I'm definitely larger than I was in high school. And I still think that they were just way too small for me. 
I don't even think I could even venture to fit in one of those today. Like, you know the ones where it's literally, they're just one piece? Right. Why? Who designed that? It's a horrible idea. Stop putting that in your school. Separate the desk from the chair. You are making all the fat kids suffer and be embarrassed by their bellies touching the desk. Do you know how mortified I'd be about my belly touching the desk because I was fat? Stress, stressful. Uh uh. Yeah, what is the point of those, honestly? Is it just, do they think kids are going to move around less with less pieces of furniture? Like, yeah, it's because schools and the idea of school was built literally around the idea of preparing children to work in assembly lines. And so that's why they that's why they're designed the way they are and that's why it feels like you're in a prison. <laughs> also a lot of schools in the state that we live in are literally old prisons like Ooh. they used to be a prison and they got repurposed as schools. So it's just really common to do that kind of thing and to have tactics like literal restraint in the desks. Ooh. So yeah. <sighs> My god. That's just like what so the prison to school to prison pipeline like yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no it's a circle right? the prison to school to prison circle like, <laughs> yeah i feel like it's weird too because like realizing that school lunches are essentially what they serve in prison too is like <laughs> not essentially actually did you know it is the same companies <laughs> so the same exact companies are serving our children in the school as are serving the people in prisons. And neither of them deserve it. Mm. Neither of them deserve that. <laughs> so wait, when Michelle Obama was doing that, like, get our schools healthy thing, did they change that for prisons? <laughs> I don't think so. I also don't think that what she did helped that much. Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe school started adding a fresh food day or something, uh, or something One like that. Day. But yeah, I don't, I don't know how much Michelle got done. I'm so sorry, Miss Obama. <laughs> but or does she have a doctorate? I'm so sorry, Doctor Obama. Yeah, no, those chairs being uncomfortable. And, like, you're there for, like, seven or eight hours, too, so it's like... Yeah. What's the plan here? Yeah. (sighs) Oh, there's also that... I forgot to mention this when we talked about gym class is the BMI or um, body fat percentage also. We had to take those in my gym class, and we had to do a little log for it, so... My gym coach knew well enough to be like, oh, the BMI is kind of a useless metric, like a lot is wrong with it. So instead, he had us do body fat percentages, which mine of that was even higher than my BMI would have been. And so that was stressful. And it was a whole thing. He sent like a notice home to tell my mother that I was obese. Oh, it was, my God. Yeah. And she had to sign it. <gasps> mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't even a grade or anything. He just was like, oh, this is so bad to me. I need to let your parents know. Wait, he made that a personal decision that wasn't yeah. part of the... No one else had to do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> he was a wild man. Ricky, <laughs> I'm sure... I feel like I've mentioned my gym coach so many times in these stories. MVP. This is... <laughs> This is the same one who always had a dick print during class. Yeah, all the times I've mentioned, I want you to know, all the times I've mentioned my coach, my gym coach, coach, whatever, it has been the same man. It has been the same man. My coach for sports happens to also be the gym coach. It is the same man in all of these stories. (laughs) 
Ricky, and I cannot emphasize this enough when I catch you, Ricky. <laughs> like, I swear to God, what the hell? Yep. Actually, the guy from the first story I told who said that about me, his name was Ricky. Ricky, when I catch you, Ricky? Ricky, when I catch you, Ricky? <laughs> what if he's listening to this right now? Listen here, Start Ricardo Martinez. Running. <laughs> Start running. Start running. <laughs> but funny, Ricardo Martinez in Miami, Florida might be interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's why I felt comfortable saying that. <laughs> how many Ricardo Martinez? I specifically know multiple. Like, In fact, there were two in that class specifically. Very stereotypical Miami vibes. Some stereotypes are that way for a reason. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But my god. The way he was like, yeah, BMI is kind of useless. So instead we're going to measure how much body fat you have and then I'm going to make you tell your parents and bring it back sign. It's like, what? You think parents aren't looking at their kids? Yeah. She was already calling me fat plenty, which we'll right. get into and later. That, that too, so I was like, do you even understand the dynamics that could be going on at home already from yeah. this? And then you're going to send home a school-required piece of paper declaring this child fat? Yep. Love a school-designated piece of paperwork. That always went over well in my household. The South is something else, child. <laughs> I just, my God. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. So we're officially in work. I was working as an athletic tutor at the college I worked at. So Mm -hmm. I would like tutor the athletes of the school. And same issue as in high school. I would get dress coded. That was like the big thing in my review when they were like, oh, like you were really great, but your dress code, you need to watch it. And I was like, I literally didn't wear anything scandalous. Like, (laughs) yeah, people just really see more skin and they're like, that's bad must be bad i see skin yeah and it's just like i i just had titties and i don't even think any of the because like all the students were all like college people i don't think there was any complaints they weren't like oh people are uncomfortable like i think they literally were just like too much titty like just like i also think that sometimes people be jealous like not to Uh stereotype but i really do think that i've had a lot of experiences in my life and you've had a lot of experiences in your life that sound like someone was just jealous and wanted to bring us down. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that was so basy. <laughs> Baby, lock them doors and turn the lights down. We already know, but yeah. That's probably that. Yeah. That's probably that. Yeah, so it was just like. The fact that dress codes were a thing in high school, but then also at this college is unhinged to me. Like, huh? Yeah. And also, do you not care about the well-being of this student? Like, I just feel like that's a weird way to give someone a piece of feedback. Like, how many times did they see you come in and think that your outfit was inappropriate and didn't say anything? For months. It was like five months worth of review. So then I was like, I'm just not coming back. I was like, y'all don't pay enough for me to come back anyway. Like, you're paying $8 an hour for me to tutor the athletes that bring in millions to the school. Like, get out of (laughs) here. It's because they don't care about those students either. They're Uh just products. That's true. It sucks. Okay, so for work, I have being underestimated for team building exercises. So we've we've already talked about the phenomenon. We've talked about that people just generally expect less out of fat people and like what that manifests as. I think one way it manifests is like if you can do the thing and they just assume 
that you can't and are going to be like inappropriately astonished when you do it. Like I'm so used to surprising people by the fact that I'm strong and that I can lift weights and that I lift heavy. So when I was at this retreat for this new job that I got once and it was a retreat like we didn't actually go somewhere. It's like Mm -hmm. they rented out a room in a building or something like an auditorium or whatever. And we did a whole bunch of team building exercises and like bonding or whatever how about they didn't even have hot food they didn't we literally only had sandwiches and they were all wrapped in plastic yeah yeah exactly no clean wrap sandwiches like what are we camping right now we're not even actually in the woods (laughs) right not in the woods not in a hotel not in a destination just hey we're gonna get the stuffy business room and cold sandwiches and we're gonna become a team yeah ridiculous (laughs) but there were lots of athletic type challenges and throughout the day people just kept being like whoa we weren't expecting you to be so strong and i'm like i literally okay like i'm the reason that our team won tug of war like by far i probably could have done that tug of war by myself but everybody was not believing me when i said i should go in the front I was like, I really need you to trust me here. (laughs) That I'm probably stronger than all of you and should go in the front for physics reasons. Please just believe me. (laughs) Actually, I remember, what was that show? The Squid Game. Yeah. There is like a scene in there with Tug of War. I forget what strategies (sighs) they used, but there are definitely strategies to Tug of War. Mm -hmm. And you should be mindful of where you put the strongest person next strongest people and like have it be balanced or whatever. But I generally think Tug of War goes the best when I'm in the front. I just feel like the data supports this. And if y'all win too? Yes. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's one of my favorite fucking episodes out of Squid Game. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like horny and like wet. It's like one of the best episodes of Squid Game to me. Just like how intentional they were in organizing Mm -hmm. and doing that because they were like, we are not about to fucking die today. Yeah. So they like, yeah, you're right. They placed their strongest people certain ways. Mm -hmm. They also all sat down at one point. Oh, To throw the other team off point. Yeah. And then they all stood up really quick and like... Mm. Physics. <laughs> the entire team. It was delicious. If you're like a person who's small, know that there are ways you can throw your power around bigger than yourself. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Honestly, I've been wanting to play tug of war since seeing that scene. I was like, I need to try this IRL right now. Oh my now. gosh, we should plan some kind of camping trip or something. <gasps> I feel like you don't actually need that many people for tug of war. We just need to accumulate like two more people. Yeah. To do something with. Yeah. I believe in us. What are two people we want to mark? I mean, go with <laughs> <laughs> It won't be Squid Game Tug of War. Just regular Tug of War, I promise. No, that's so annoying, though. And the fact that it'd be like, whoa! Yeah, like, just all day. I'm like, all right. I feel like something similar happened on a national level with Susan Boyle on American Idol. Do you remember that? No. So Susan Boyle, she was like, I don't know what her diagnoses are, right? Mm-hmm. But she is a fat woman. And also has some sort of disability, maybe. I don't even know. She just talks in a way that I think people find awkward. Okay. And like, so that she came on there and people were laughing at her just from the jump. Like oh. when someone was talking to her and they're like, ah. And then she's saying, I dreamed a dream and everybody lost their fucking minds. They're like, oh, I can't believe she can sing like that. And mm. actually, like, she went on to be really famous after that. People wanted to get her booked for things. And she actually became really overwhelmed from the sudden fame because people like, switched up on her so fast. But like literally they were laughing at her talking to Simon. And it's just like, y'all are, the way y'all will be so quick to underestimate anybody you think is like on a spectrum or like 
fat or anything and think that we can't do anything is insane like yeah i just hate the feeling that you get when you had to prove yourself to someone before they started respecting you like we've talked about that in the context of performing and shows that and honestly that's probably also sometimes rooted in fat phobia too that will show up and people will not be taking us very seriously until we go on stage and we're really good and then suddenly we have everyone's admiration and respect you know i'm so upset right now like because we've already talked about so many layers of us performing and getting judged immediately and then yeah. affecting like placements and shows and then the tips we get from that but like mm-hmm. the fat phobia i'd never even crossed my mind for those of you who only know about drag through rupaul's drag race sorry about the roast but not really a little bit <laughs> there is a phenomenon that exists where just like hyper queens or if you want to call them bio queens but that's mm. <laughs> i prefer hyper queens or just a drag queen you know but that's a whole different situation will just get really disrespected in drag spaces because of a whole host of reasons but there's this idea that we have it easier because we have the equipment already and that assumes a lot out of drag firstly and also a lot out of our bodies like you don't know what we've got going on Mm. and also drag is not only female impersonation so you telling me Mm. i have a head start means you think a, I'm female, and B, drag is just female impersonation? Uh, also, there are trans women who do drag, so do you think that they don't? Like, what? Sometimes they do. So that's the thing, is that trans women do sometimes get roped up in this. Whoa. Yes. And I guess we've not seen that happen a lot in Philly specifically. Yeah. It used to be a much bigger problem in Philly, I'm told, because, you know, I'm only five years old in the scene which i say only like that's not a long time but like there's older in the scene right and so it definitely used to be the case that it was needed a space for femme queens in general like people who there is a stigma against if you do drag and you're also femme in real life because there's this idea that you have it easy like the way that you said that was actually a great segue into, yes, they do get wrapped up in that sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah, because I was like, is that not transphobic to be like, oh, well, trans women don't count. Yeah. Like, I just, like, you know, like, the logic behind that. Like, yeah. But the fact that that has been an issue is, like... Mm-hmm. I think that we are in a really good city about that, like, coincidentally. I don't think we'd have that experience in every city's drag scene. Wow. Yeah, and even so, like, when you think about it, it's, like, here it is they're all friends right these are groups of friends who have created space for each other it's not like there are cis producers putting on shows and casting trans people that is not what's happening it's trans people casting trans people here that's why the city is so vibrant like that and like why that might not be as apparent that trans women can get wrapped up in that too because our scene happens to be run by trans women and we are very fortunate about that it could be worse (laughs) but still honestly i'm thinking about my hometown and like kind of looking back and like right before i moved yeah i'm like remembering a trans woman who's also a drag queen and like who came out after like pretty publicly after Mm -hmm. already being out as a drag queen for a while and i do feel like i sense something shifting in the air almost Mm. like yeah it is interesting looking back and being like oh maybe that was what was happening there but yeah it's just like just all these layers and then adding fat phobia back into it is really unhinged to me because it's also like the city has done a lot to make sure that fat performers get 
casted and make mm-hmm. sure that like there's like a whole resource with like a whole network of fat performers and how to contact them and stuff so like on paper it looks like we're doing pretty hot but yeah yikes like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's uh, on the surface it feels that way but there's so much interpersonal drama and in-scene drama it's wacky yeah so i think it's you next Alrighty. so this is from my life as a sex worker Uh, right but my first go around of doing sex work was pretty hard because i definitely like went into it with the wrong kind of support very much like in the wrong mindset very much not as consensual as i would have hoped it to be or not i don't want to say not as consensual but definitely not as empowered like i was definitely like oh i need to do this and i don't know if i'll enjoy this but i kind of just need to do it right so then when i got on there and like got all sorts of fat phobic comments while i was camming that really like shook me up and i was also like 19 at the time too so it was just kind of like a lot to have men like out of nowhere calling i don't even want to repeat it because it's just like Mm-hmm. it's just a lot of stuff yeah it definitely hit me very hard it's like i'm a whole team on this like porn site for you could you chill yeah, <laughs> ew. i'm literally 19 and you're calling me fat and like all these nasty names and animal names like could we not that might have been specifically the reason that he chose you right yeah right and so it's like okay yeah so i mean i think just being in sex work in general i'm like now round two what i call it is like after my long hiatus <laughs> the sequel the sequel porn part two electric boogaloo <laughs> and it actually being something i enjoy doing and look forward to doing and growing and doing i'm definitely a lot better equipped for stuff like that and i definitely don't think i come across it as often i also know i have a smaller base and less interactions at this point so i do plan for that to change as i get bigger but yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, plan for what to change exactly? For like more nasty interactions as I like. Oh, uh, yeah. But I definitely feel like I'm in a better place to cope with it, at least now. But it definitely was a lot first coming into it and not having the support anymore. That's good. But still, I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. Speaking of sex work and fat phobia, I obviously i'm on tiktok Mm. and i get a lot of comments Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like i get a lot of comments of people being you know swerfy you know like what do you not know how to do anything else and that's most of the comments i get now but when i first started the fat phobia i got from just being shown to gen pop before tiktok started just showing me to people who liked the thickies it was a mess people would be like, ew, why do you think people want to see that? Or go lose weight, go to a gym, go work out, which is wild because how am I posting a dance video right now? (laughs) And you're telling me I need to go work out. I'm working out right in front of you. Like you don't consider dancing exercise and that's wild to me. How many fat people post videos of themselves dancing on TikTok and immediately get a bunch of comments being like, go to the gym or go exercise. And it's like, this is exercise. Right. That and or that they're seeing you as sexually attractive while you dance. So they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's not real exercise. You're just being sexy. And it's like, but it is. I just look like this. Yeah. Like- I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm cute simultaneously. And also not that it's any of their business, but I do work out. I work out plenty, actually. Literally. It's because it's not correlated. 
at all. What even a little fucking bit. fucking concept. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> you cannot tell how much someone exercises or moves by looking at them. There are plenty of thin and athletic looking people who don't move at all, who live very sedentary lifestyles. It is not correlated at all if you come to me and you tell me, well, there's a correlation. No, there's not. No, there's not. Your data is flawed. Your data is skewed. You don't know how statistics works. Ooh. And you're silly. Ooh. Thanks for coming to my talk. Any bit on your silly is so good. <laughs> it also reminds me of, I don't know if you remember this from a couple years ago, but literally this store, I don't even remember what store it was, but the store put workout clothes on a plus size mannequin. And people were like, why? What's the point? We want to uh, see that. And it's like, do you want us to work out or not? Yeah, you want me to work out naked? I thought you didn't want to see that. Yeah, so what's the answer? And it's just like, what What do y'all want? And it's literally just to not see fat people or even yep. mannequins that represent fat people. And it's like, wow, y'all mm-hmm. are unfucking hinged. Also, so many people will claim that they're not fat phobic because they don't have a phobia, they don't have a fear. But literally, yes, you are fat phobic in that Ooh, sense too. Let's talk about it. You are so let's scared of becoming fat. It. And I honestly pity the situation because imagine being so weak-willed that the sight of a fat person enjoying their lives ruins your day. Honestly, I feel bad for you. That sounds horrible. That has, it's like people who spend their entire lives eating certain things, working out a certain amount, thinking they have to look this way to be happy or feel desirable. And then seeing a fat person just being happy and desirable without yep. all that and literally being jealous that we're not putting in the same amount of effort to be as skinny and we don't need to. Exactly. Like, exactly. You're mad that I didn't drink the Kool-Aid with you and that's weird. <laughs> don't want no damn Kool-Aid. Enjoy it by yourself. But... I actually love Kool-Aid, but that's oh, yeah. not the point right not now. Not no sugar-free Kool-Aid, that's for sure. I'm yeah. Like... <laughs> that's what you want. You're trying to feed me sugar-free Kool-Aid and that's garbage. <laughs> You're actually unhinged if you drink sugar-free Kool-Aid. Like, what? what yeah, point? at that point, go get some water. Just go drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> they have flavored water drops. Like, do that. But yes, please. Unsweet Kool-Aid? Bye. But <laughs> yeah, I, like, are you okay? If you're sitting somewhere drinking unsweetened Kool-Aid, like, do you need to talk? <laughs> but, yeah, it's literally that. Like, I mean, we don't want to see that. It's like, you don't want to see that. And yes, you do, actually. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's also my theory that the rates of people preferring fat people are not any different than the rates of people preferring thin people. I just think that the former are embarrassed. True. And so they're hiding it. True. Exactly that. And why does someone preferring my body type have to be a fetish, you know? Not to be an and another thing type bitch, but why exactly is it that people can be like, ooh, I love thin women, I love like athletic body types, athletic women are so great. But if someone starts saying the same thing about fat women, they're a fetishist? Right. I am kind of confused. Like, are y'all skinny people fetishists too? Or are you just confused and trying to rationalize the very idea of someone being attracted to a fat person. Literally that. Same. I love being fat and hot. Same. (laughs) I will pull at any size and I love that for me. (laughs) Nothing's gonna stop these titties from being fat. Excellent. <laughs> I got a fat ass with the flies to match. And yes. like, which, and another thing. And but, oh. another thing. But yeah, so it's like, okay, y'all don't want to see fat people, but you're getting BBLs. Mm. Guess who already has fat asses? Fat. 
asses. Yes. People with thighs that match. And also, like, yes, everybody has autonomy, can do what they want to their body. Also, is that not a type of fat phobia where you want to pick and choose what body types look desirable and avoid the rest? You could just be fat. Yeah. For free. Go gain some weight for free. I'm saying. If like, you want an ass. My, <laughs> right. Like, I've got a fatter ass than most people I know with no BBL in sight. I am too poor for one. And honestly, like, I would prefer it this way. Like, because the thighs are great, too. Like, yeah. Why would you here. not want the thighs to match? I do think it is extremely fat phobic that they be not getting the thighs to match. Mm. Is that, like, not an option or something? Someone clarify. Is it not an option to get a thigh to match? It might be more money. And I wonder if it's kind of, like, the same thing where people are like, oh, if you can't afford to tip the waiter whenever you go out to eat, you can't afford to eat. Mm. If you can't afford a BBL where you can get the thighs to match, don't get a BBL. True. Because I do think, (laughs) and I almost feel a little bad saying it, but I do think that sometimes it can look uh, not super great to my personal preferences. (laughs) It's, yeah. I don't want people to be like, oh, you all are body shaming, but it's like, we have to unpack the fat phobia. Yeah. No, yeah, I really think that it deserves examining why people are getting these procedures this way. And I don't like that people kind of hide behind saying that it's just body shaming because it's deeper than that. It really is. It really is. So that's my last and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have more things in the work category? Uh, no. So. Okay. Me, Hey, evil doers! Editing Sedusa here. We have to stop meeting like this. So, funny story, the laptop kind of lied to us and said it was out of storage and wouldn't let us finish the episode. We honestly thought we were gonna lose the episode at one point. It was a very stressful night. So, this week is part one. We'll be back with part two once we get some technical issues sorted out. I know we didn't do a proper send-off. The episode ends a little abruptly. So sorry about that, but we appreciate your patience with the rest of the episode. We're so grateful for you, and we hope you stay evil in the meantime. for another episode. Think you can handle more? Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Coming Out Evil. Our website also has merch, sources, and our original villainy workbook available to download. Check it out at allmylinks.com slash comingoutevil. You can support our evil doing on Patreon, where patrons get exclusive access to bloopers, extended cuts, live streams, and so much more. You can also tip us on Cash App at Yeehaw Howdy and Mixedusa. Stay evil and we'll see you next time.